Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast. We're all be coming to you every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God, which is my absolute favorite thing to do. Every week, I'll bring you encouragement to see God working all things together for good, from scriptures to devotional excerpts to song lyrics to personal examples from my journey through redemption and restoration. Joining this community on a regular basis, where it's okay to be real and throw off our masks of perfection, will not only encourage you, but will motivate and stir your hearts and just possibly leave you forever changed. In times like this, we all need to be encouraged as we face the challenges, difficulties, and losses of this life. So I look forward to growing right along with you in authenticity and transparency as we endeavor to find the faithfulness of God in our everyday lives. So take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more people are able to find the encouragement you're about to hear. Each episode is broadcast on my YouTube channel before it's converted and brought to you in this audio format. If you'd like to get in on the fun and giveaways at my YouTube home, join me over there at Athena Dean Holtz for even more encouragement. So hey, let's get started. Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast, where we connect every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God. So today's episode of Redeemed and Restored is entitled, Are You in Him? So often I think I'm right. I just know I'm right. And I have a husband who is gentle and brilliant all at the same time. He always seems to know how to challenge my thinking in a way that makes me grateful for a man who loves God and loves me. Oftentimes his questions sound very similar to the Holy Spirit when he admonishes me. Lovingly, tenderly, a nudge to consider another perspective. One time I was cleaning the kitchen when some relatives were staying with us and the kitty table was abandoned hours before with spilled milk and cereal everywhere. I grumbled with an eye roll under my breath. Really, Lord, do they have to leave such a mess? Immediately, the soft whisper of the Holy Spirit asked, don't I clean up your messes? Then the compassion flows and I take the log out of my own eye before searching for the speck to criticize in someone else's. There are so many ways we are not treating others as though we were Jesus with skin on, but more as the Pharisees who are just trying to look good and pat themselves on the back. And sometimes all it takes is a simple question to turn everything around. We can be doing all the right things with our spiritual disciplines and then fail to walk as Jesus walked with those who irritate or frustrate us. Kind of like the first part of 1 Corinthians 13, right? Doesn't really matter if we teach with eloquence or speak in tongues of men and angels and then act unlovingly toward others. 
Oh, Lord, help us to be more like you. So, hey, I filmed this introduction to this episode in the kitchen where that encounter with God occurred all those years ago. So would you take a moment to go over to Apple, rate this podcast, as well as leave a review? That would really help for others searching for encouragement. And of course, share it with your friends as well. You may even want to visit my YouTube channel to see the video version of the podcast and connect with the conversations happening over there. Type into your browser redeemedandrestored.tv and you'll find the video broadcast there. So, hey, let's get started. Well, hey, everyone. Athena Dean Holtz here for this week's edition of Redeemed and Restored. You know, I mentioned last week that we've spent the last nine months unpacking my detour into deception, which resulted in 13 years of spiritual abuse, followed by a breathtaking journey of redemption and restoration. So again, I'm coming to you with thoughts on truth, the Christian life, and God's incredible faithfulness. The title of today's episode is, Are You In Him? Early on in our marriage, I remember complaining to my pastor hubby about one of our adult children. I was indignant. Honestly, I can't even remember what they did, but I was beside myself with how insensitive I thought they were in this situation. I was sure it was righteous indignation flowing through my veins. My wise hubby suggested a change of perspective. So if that was one of your kids... Would you really be all up in arms? I think not, my love. Ouch. He was so right. I would have shown way more grace if it had been my firstborn doing the very same thing that his son was doing. The word of God says, by this we know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in Jesus ought to walk in the same way in which Jesus walked. First John three, five, the second part of five, so five, B and six, down a few more verses. It says, whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light and in him, there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. That's verses 9 through 11. If you know me at all, you know that I am all about telling on myself when I see that I am doing something that dishonors God in an attempt to give you permission to see things in your own life that might require some repentance. So bottom line, I don't want to do anything that causes me to walk in darkness. And you know what? Sometimes my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ are hard to love. And if I'm not careful in how I deal with that, I move from light to darkness, boom, just like that. Sometimes it's people I work with. Sometimes it's family. Sometimes it's people in the church. Sometimes it's a close friend. When I looked up in the Blue Letter Bible, which is an app I have on my phone, to find the root words of the part of that scripture that says, the darkness has blinded his eyes. 
It says to blunt the mental discernment and darken the mind. Whoa. The next scripture I read gave me a roadmap to training myself to walk like Jesus walked instead of allowing myself to be blinded by the darkness. First Timothy 4 verse 7 says, rather train yourself for godliness. So train yourself, when I looked that up, it says to exercise vigorously in any way, either the body or mind, one who strives earnestly to become godly. Then the Blue Letter Bible said on godly, reverence, respect, and piety toward God. So we don't hear that word piety very often. That's like a Middle Ages word or something. So I had to look it up to see exactly what it meant. So here's some synonyms for the word piety, obedience, loyalty, godliness, grace, and allegiance. So I like to look up other translations of the Bible. The Good News translation says, keep yourself in training for a godly life. The NASB says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Young's literal translation says, exercise thyself unto piety. The CEB, train yourself for a holy life. The New Century Version, train yourself to serve God. And the Amplified says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness, keeping yourself spiritually fit. That all sounds like work. (laughs) The Christian life is not passive or comfortable. We have to swim upstream, go against the grain in order to grow in God. That's what we have to do. I consider myself a lifelong learner, always asking God, what are you trying to teach me? A learner is a student, a pupil, apprentice, trainee. That automatically requires humility. If you're a student or a trainee, you don't think you know it all, or you better not. So Matthew eleven twenty nine says, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I went back and read all of 1 Timothy chapter 4, and I found nine solid action steps, pretty much a blueprint for how we can walk as Jesus walked. And I'm going to read each one and share how I've purposed to apply each action step in my own life. Number one, have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths or doctrines of demons. That's 1 Timothy 4, 7. I avoid anything within the body of Christ that embraces New Age practices such as the Enneagram, yoga, the law of attraction, or the prosperity gospel, just to name a few. I actually had to repent for publishing a book that promoted the Enneagram because I didn't do my due diligence and thought it could be redeemed by using a scriptural approach. Not anything with occultic roots are not redeemable. That would be like trying to sanctify the Ouija board by quoting scriptures as you use it to contact spirits from the dead. That is ludicrous. Okay, number two, train yourself for godliness. That's 1 Timothy 4, 7b. 
I tithe the first hour of my day to the Lord in my quiet time, where I put on my armor out loud, study the word in context, journal, pray, and I journal my prayers as well, asking him to search my heart and point out any wicked way in me so I can repent. Number three, command and teach these things. First Timothy 4.11. I do this daily, Tuesday through Saturday, on my Redemption Press Facebook page at three o'clock Pacific time, where I share the spoken word about the written word, which is sharing the scriptures I studied that morning in my quiet time. Okay, number four, set an example in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. First Timothy 4.12. I believe we're an example regardless of our behavior. We're either a good example and honor Jesus, or we're a bad example and dishonor him. I believe admitting when I'm wrong and endeavoring to do the right thing, even if it hurts, takes a lot of extra time or finances to fix, even if I don't have it, or even if it's completely humiliating, doing the right thing is more important. Number five, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching, 1 Timothy 4.13, the pandemic gave me a whole new perspective on how I could do just that. I started daily Facebook Lives back in late March, and I have continued. No matter how many or how few show up, I try and be faithful in bringing the public reading of Scripture. Number six, don't neglect the gift you have. 1 Timothy 4.14, God has given me a gift of leadership and of teaching, and I take it seriously, and I am receiving coaching and training to be the best leader that I can be. Number seven, practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that you may see your progress. 1 Timothy 4.15. Because I journal my scripture reading, my study, my struggles, my prayers, so that I can actually be reminded of what I've been convicted of and watch how God answers my prayers. That just helps me to grow in him, to be able to look back and see how far I've come. Number eight, keep close watch on yourself and on the teaching. First Timothy 4.16, I watch out for times when I start making excuses about something I'm doing or wanting to do that robs me of my peace. And if I'm hearing a teaching, I take it back to scripture and read it in context to see if it's genuine. You know my story. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And number nine, persist in this. For by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. 1 Timothy 4, 16b. I count it a privilege to use my gifts to build up the kingdom of God and encourage others with the scriptures that have encouraged me. So Lord willing, I will continue to persist in this way as I work out my own salvation with fear and trembling. So I hope that these nine action steps from 1 Timothy chapter 4 
help you take measurable movements toward being more like him. Such a great reminder of his faithfulness. He has given us his word so that we might become proficient in knowing his character and become more like him. After all, Romans 8.29 says, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. Right next to my favorite scripture, Romans 8.28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. So, hey, thanks for joining me today. I'd sure appreciate it if you would like follow, share, comment on the episode. You know all the stuff you have to do here on YouTube. My name is Athena Dean Holtz, and this is Redeemed and Restored. So thanks for joining us today on the Redeemed and Restored podcast, brought to you by Athena Dean Holtz and the Romans 828 Bookstore, a division of Redemption Press. I'd love to have you review and share this podcast with friends, family, and others who could use the encouragement. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel at Athena Dean Holtz for more tips and tools to help you find the faithfulness of God. So thanks for joining us today. See you next week for another episode of Redeemed and Restored.